This week on Jesus Center Stage, there's so much to look at leading up to Easter. And this week we look at that betrayal that happened in the garden. And we're back. Um, you know what number this is? I have I, no idea. I think we're on like 64. I think we're on 64. Anyways. I don't know. Uh, we'll go with it. You want some big news? I love big this news. This is big news. This could be, this could skyrocket our podcast listeners. No, our podcast uh, ratings. It, okay. it, we could we could hit top ten with this breaking news that I almost have. <laughs> in I feel our ratings dropping already. Uh, in um. In my research, in my longing and searching and digging and crying even for the return of the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell, uh, I read an article. Tears. I read an article today really. that said they have no set day for bringing it back. However, keep your eye on May the nineteenth. That doesn't even make sense. It means they can't tell us yet. But keep your eye on that day. It could something could happen that day. That that's literally contradictory. No, like they're no. literally saying it's coming out May nineteenth. No, no. This didn't. No, it, this didn't come from Taco Bell. This come from like a food review place kind of website. Who you has know? the inside scoop? Yeah. Yeah, and they say well, there's no I official. I thought it was supposed to be sometime in April. April or May is what they originally said. Oh. And they said there's no official date being released by Taco Bell. On some of the apps in some parts of the country, you can access the Mexican pizza, but it won't let you complete your order. So they're saying they're rolling it back out, getting it ready. It's just not complete. But keep your eye how on May sad are, the 19th. How sad are you going to be if they roll it out and the one here doesn't have them? <laughs> it's, it won't matter because as soon as I found this out, I turned in for vacation at that day. And <laughs> are you, you're going to drive to every Taco Bell if, in the area? If the one here local <laughs> has it, then I'm going to be there when they open and I'm going to start eating Mexican pizzas <laughs> until they close. <laughs> no, you're not. And if the one here you don't have it, well, then I'm going to be on vacation and I'll just travel to wherever it it is. Okay, I didn't know we were going to be on vacation that week. You, you didn't tell me this. No, I I still didn't hear we. I said, oh, I, you're I, going on vacation by yourself. Well, would you take a vacation day for a Mexican pizza? I've never, you don't even eat them. I've never had one. Exactly. So I don't know. Therefore, like, when I board that plane... <laughs> You're leaving me for a Mexican pizza. Leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> Don't know when I'll be back again. <laughs> you blew us up. <laughs> You're leaving me for a Mexican pizza. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Something has happened to our sound. You blew no, it up. You no, blew I'm up. back. I think I can hear it. Yeah, I know you can hear it, but I don't know if anybody else can hear it. We're we're gonna have to f fix the the feedback. That's the issue. Or you could just not leave me for Mexican pizza. Well, there is that. 
that's an option. I would always come back, you know. Yes, but would I take you back? If I brought nacho fries with me, I bet you would. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a way. (laughs) I just got to figure out what it is. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways. I do like nacho fries. May the 19th, I'm going to have my eyes on it, whether or not it happens or not. But I just hope they don't change their mind and don't do it. You have been disappointed numerous times over the same thing. Yeah, and there's probably people listening to this that have no idea what a Mexican pizza is or why it's even a big deal. You never had one? I never had one. Yeah. Well, truthfully, it's just the same thing that you might get. It's just shaped differently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so what's so special about it? I don't know. It just tastes better. It just tastes better. And they get mine with red sauce on it instead of the salsa. It's it's really good. I think they call that pico. I don't know. Whatever that is. I don't think Taco Bell has pico. Yeah, maybe it's something else. I always just tell them I don't want the regular sauce. I want red sauce on it. It's always better. I think they call it pizza sauce. But maybe it's like Mexican pizza sauce. Yeah. Maybe that's different than regular pizza sauce. I don't know. It is. It's very different. Anyways, uh, we got a topic for today? After I yawn. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know those are contagious, so now I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna yawn and it's gonna make you yawn and then back and forth yeah, we, we go. Probably shouldn't start yeah. that. Um no, we're coming up on Passion Week and as we've already discussed, neither one of us really know why they call it Passion Week. No, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we should have Googled this during our downtime <laughs> and we could have actually done show research and, and been prepared. Um but so much happens during this coming up week. Um, in Passion Week, if we, if you don't if you're not familiar with that term, it runs from the triumphal entry, which is Palm Sunday, which is this coming up Sunday, and then it goes through Resurrection Sunday, which we would know as Easter. And it's at the very core. Of I mean, this week is the most it important. Is, it is when the gospel happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, Christmas is is a wonderful holiday celebration of the birth, but this is the gospel that's coming up, and it's the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. And so much happens this week. From the time he comes in uh, to Jerusalem for this festival of Passover um, until the, the death, burial, and the resurrection. Okay, so I Googled the Passion. Why is it called that? It's from the 1300s. It's been called that since the 1300s. And it comes from the Latin word meaning suffering. Hmm. So it, the word, like the word passion comes from a Latin word that means suffering. So it's like the suffering week, the suffering of Christ. Yeah, the suffering servant. I could see this. I did not. Is that what passion means anyway? Like if you say they have a passion for football. That wouldn't no, make no that's sense. that's like an intense love. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah. Hang on, let me Google what passion means. And we got radio silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says a strong, barely controlled emotion is the first one. Yeah. And then the second one is the suffering and death of Jesus. Hmm. All right. Well, Passion Week's coming up. 
and it's yeah, the uh, Latin word, the Latin original, like where the word comes from. Yeah, is suffer. Suffer. Hmm. Well, there's your Jesus Center Stage lesson of the week, right there. <laughs> um, it's from Google, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but so many things happen this week, as as far as in the Christian faith, from Palm Sunday through the the trial and you know the last supper is going to take place this week and of course we get to the crucifixion of jesus and then we get to the resurrection uh on sunday uh, as i said also known as easter um but something i i you know we just kind of came across i guess in conversation here and talked a little bit uh, about what we was going to do today and, and talk about on the podcast and it's it's what happens right after being in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I feel like last week, maybe I mentioned that, that that's one of my favorite. The garden? Yeah, like you can feel the passion in the garden. But then still in that garden, but as soon as these prayers were done, um, is when the betrayal came. And we can see that, that Judas came in and he came in with the, with the soldiers and it it's kind of strikes me as is odd i guess that he that he kind of came in with the soldiers but then he gave them a secret sign and i'm thinking when he walked in with all the soldiers i think the gig's over yeah you kind of know yeah he's, yeah so i just saw, i just saw this and i didn't know this i just saw it um like a, like a little added note or whatever um i was looking on the bible app and it so we know he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. And I've always wondered about that. But in the, there's like this little added note. And it says a kiss on either the hand or the cheek was usually an act of homage. And a common greeting, a gesture of greeting and reverence. So it was like he was, he was greeting like maybe in, in more modern times we would like bow. Yeah. Or curtsy. But this was a sign of respect and reverence that he was giving Jesus. Yeah. Which, like, how often are we, like, we're so hard on Judas and, like, nobody likes Judas, right? Especially like, John. Especially John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you read John's gospel, you'll see he won't even hardly call him by name. Yes. Um, but... How often, and I know this is like kind of like swerving way off topic here about the betrayal, but how often do we betray Jesus with our lives while mm -hmm. reverencing him with our lips? Yeah. While while showing him reverence or appreciation or whatever with what we say, but then we just live our lives, however, with no regard for him. Mm -hmm. Like... We're we're all Judas, I think. We'd all we'd all want to say that we're not, but then our lives some most of the time say say differently. Um, in Matthew chapter twenty six, we see this story kind of unfold, and Jesus had uh, had had just finished praying for that third time, and then in verse forty seven it says, "And while he yet spake, lo, Judas." One of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves 
from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now that he, now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. So, hold on. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they, the people with him didn't know what Jesus looked like? Because like, he literally made an entrance into Jerusalem yeah. like just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, did they still not know what he looked like? Like, uh, I feel like the triumphal entry was like his most public yeah. uh, announcement or whatever. It was his most public scene up, up until this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I, like, I don't... Judas had to give them a sign to, and, uh, to show you know, them like, who, maybe, who, who are they going after. Like, they yeah. don't even know who they're going after. Maybe it was at nighttime, so maybe it was dark. Maybe... I don't know how they they might have had, you know, hoods but on or something. But it doesn't make sense. Too. I know I stopped you before like, you got. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like if they're if Like they're if close. Jesus had like a coat on? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Like, I mean, if, if all of them had them on, then it might have been hard to tell who was who true. or something. I don't know. I don't know. I stopped you before you got there. But then like Jesus asked, why do you come like this? I was with you daily in the temple. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think it's in Mark. I read a while ago. That after he got to Jerusalem, like he went to the temple, but then it and like the whole turning over the tables and stuff. But it says that he taught in the temple daily. Mm-hmm. So like he showed up in Jerusalem and then he was at the temple every day. Yeah. And I guess I've never realized that when he says I was with you in the temple daily, he's actually talking about like like yesterday, y'all. Like you literally yeah. heard me talk yesterday. I've just always thought that, like, over mm-hmm. the span of time. But it was, like, literally that week. Yeah, he, he, he was, it was in verse 55 where he said, I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and you laid no hold on me. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't hold, you didn't do nothing yeah. to me then. I was sitting right in front of you, so what's the problem now? Yeah, well, the problem was because they knew they were doing something wrong. Yeah. So that's why they were doing it at night. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, shortly after... Judas come in and give him his, you know, kiss, and um, it said, And Jesus said to him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? And I am reading King James, by the way. Wherefore art, art thou, thou come? come? The uh, fact, though, can we just pause again? I know I'm interrupting. But the fact that he called him friend yeah. in that moment. Yeah, that's, uh, I've heard that preached before, and it's really confusing. Like, he just betrayed him. I guess that's no, just... No, he's in the, in the a, act of betraying yeah, him. Yeah, it's a, it's a testament, I think, of Jesus. and. Well, he did wash his feet. Yeah. that That's something. His whole interaction with, with Judas, how Jesus, not only did he call him to follow him and spent three and a half years with him and taught him and invested in him just like he did every other disciple, knowing the entire time that Judas was going to betray him. Mm-hmm. Like how, like that, I, I can't wrap my brain around that. Like there's a no. lot of things about Jesus that I can't fully comprehend, obviously, but that's one thing that I just like, I'm like, how in the world, how, how did he, I mean, I know he's Jesus, so of course he did it, but how did he do it? Yeah. And then in the, in that last week, knowing he's about to be in Gethsemane, 
and facing the wrath of God. Like it's it's coming. It's not like three years away. It's like, you know, a couple it's of right hours yeah. away. And he still washes Judas's feet. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's because Jesus knew, you know, from the time that he met Judas that he had to be betrayed by somebody and he knew that it was going to be Judas and he knew when he when he welcomed him in uh, as part of the 12 that it was going to be him and I mean he knew these things all along well that's what I'm saying is how how can I mean I know he's Jesus but we're supposed to be like him I guess that's where Mm -hmm. I'm going with this and how can you know that about somebody and still treat them like that to me that's like the the highest level or the highest expression of love of Christ-like love to know that this person is about to betray you and you're going to lose your life as a result yeah. and face unimaginable pain as a result and you're still going to stoop down and wash their feet Mm-hmm. Like, that's like mm-hmm. another whole level of. I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know, I just, I know we're supposed to be like Jesus, but that's just something I can't. Yeah, I just can't. It's because everything that we've ever been taught is opposite of that. Somebody that's going to do something against you, you, you avoid them. Well, yeah, you either avoid them or you try to counteract it. Before it happens, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and that's that brings another thing. You'd be looking at them the whole time. How like, can Judas still go through with what he did mm-hmm. after Jesus washed his feet? Well, that's pretty simple, because if we go back to the Last Supper, someone entered into Judas. That's true. Yes, that was Satan that was Satan. In. Yeah, Satan entered into him, and from that point on, he was. He was operating under a different influence right. than than what he did, and and then you we get to the point just to skip ahead in the story where after the betrayal Judas kills himself, and it makes you wonder did Satan depart from him? And then he realized what he'd done. And then he knew what he had done. And see, that's and another thing I don't know that I fully understand. It says that Satan entered into him, mm-hmm. but. Why would Satan, did he not get it, like what he was doing? Because Jesus was about to defeat him permanently Yeah. through this sacrifice, through his death and resurrection. Like Satan was permanently defeated. Yeah, I think the answer to so that is obviously he not. not. <laughs> he didn't realize what was about to happen. Yeah, he was one like, of the, if he knew it, it was one of the worst moves ever. Well, he's not that smart. We know. He thought he was going to be gone and got kicked out of heaven. This is true. Like, that is not a wise guy. He's outsmarted me a few times, though. We're talking about God, though. Yes. We're talking about him in relation to God. He's not very, he's not very smart. All right. I want to get to the good part of this story. Okay. I'll try to quit interrupting okay. you. All right. So, Judas had come in. He gave him a kiss. That way, the soldiers knew who it was they was there to arrest. They grabbed a hold of him, and then verse 51, and it said, And behold, one of them which were with Jesus, we know it was Peter, stretched out his hand, (laughs) drew his sword, and struck a servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. His right ear. 
Then Jesus said to him, Put up again your sword into his place, for all that they take the sword shall perish with the sword. And I'm in the wrong gospel there to see it, but one of the gospels says that Jesus touched the man's ear and healed it. Yes. Yes. I want to know. To me, that's always been like, so. there's so much there. One, like what does this guy just got his ear cut off and now it's back on? Was he thinking? What's Peter thinking? I just want, like, what was Peter aiming for? Yeah. Like. I, I've always assumed he was aiming for his head and just, you know. Well, he was a fisherman, so I'm barely, assuming he wasn't very yeah. good with a sword. Obviously, he wasn't very good with a sword. Luckily for that guy. I know, right? Yeah. But yeah, that, that's been, that's always like intrigued me. Like, what in the world was happening? Like, well, think about this. This guy. Like, did his ear like fall off completely or was it hanging by a thread? Like, did Jesus have to bend over and pick it up? Or. Mm. Like, I mean, how, how, what happened one here? Of the, the gospel that talks about that, now I'm going to go to flipping. I well, think I mean, it's, it's I in think Luke. It, I think it mentions it went to the ground. In Luke, it doesn't. It just says he, he cut off and cut off his right ear, and then Jesus touched his ear and healed him. It doesn't say it in that that it fell. I don't know. Yeah. But in here, Luke, here's, I mean, in John. Yeah, keep, keep looking there. But here's my thought. This guy came, this soldier... He came to arrest Jesus for being a false prophet. For so in, in sorry, in John, it actually names him. Are you him. really? No. In John, it actually names the servant. His name was Malchus. I mm-hmm. forgot. I forgot John named him. Um, he also calls Simon Peter by both names. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love John. Um says Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. And then Jesus told him to put the sword away, but it doesn't even say anything about him healing. It doesn't say anything about him healing the ear in John. Uh, I've made it to Mark, but i got to find it. But back to my point, this guy has come to arrest Jesus for, for not being who he says he is. His ear gets cut off by a sword, and then Jesus heals his ear. Now, this guy is, he's there to arrest Jesus, and Jesus, just, just through, through his, through kindness, not mm-hmm. because, hey, look, here's, this is what I'm going to do so you'll see. Mm-hmm. He just done it because he, he didn't want the guy to be without an ear. Mm-hmm. So what's this guy thinking now? I don't know. I'd be bailing. I wouldn't. I'd like, be swapping sides. That's what I'm saying. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not on you. I'm not doing this. This guy just healed my ear when he didn't have to. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Surely, be, I'm not going to be against him. Yeah, surely other people seen this happen. So, uh, no, I'm looking here, Mark. Now, and it just it says, doesn't say anything yeah, about him being healed. One of them stood and drew drew the sword and smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Well, if you think about it. They say Mark wrote his gospel from Peter's point of view. So Peter's probably yeah. not going to spend too much time talk, <laughs> talking about <laughs> that knot when he cut off somebody's ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one, because Jesus fixed it. Yeah. Two, because he probably wasn't just aiming for the guy's ear. So yeah. it showed he wasn't such a great marksman with his, yeah. With his sword. Um, yeah, I've always thought that was an interesting um, 
moment. Yeah. And like, it's almost like there's this like high suspense, you know, with the with the soldiers and the and them coming with their swords and their torches and everything, and descending upon Jesus and his disciples and everything's really tense and suspenseful. You know, cue the tense music, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, here, he, here's your ear back. Mm. It's like like a like a little deleted scene. Yeah. You know. It'd be like if you seen somebody getting in a in like in a big fight and and they punch somebody in the nose and then it's like, Oh wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry, your nose is bleeding. Here, take this rag and and stop the bleeding. I'm yeah. sorry. It's <laughs> like those pain it's like those pain pill commercials when they're fighting. Yeah. And then they're like, Here, take a pain pill and then yeah. they resume the fight. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those. Yeah. Like, here, we're coming we're coming to get Jesus and take him away. And then he just like pauses everything and like heals this man yeah, in the middle of this ear. craziness. You know, mm-hmm. I imagine it was like they were shouting and, you know, threatening. And I don't think they like Peter's came quietly. Pro- Peter's probably still over there going like I was aiming for his ear. That's if I if I'd wanted to hit his head, I could have. But I was aiming <laughs> for his ear. <laughs> I saw an interesting little quote the other day now that we're on this this topic, because, you know, shortly after this. Peter denied even mm-hmm. knowing Jesus to save his own life. Yeah. And and the little quote said that Peter was willing to kill for Jesus, but he wasn't willing to die for him. Mm-hmm. And and you see that right here in this in this story that you know, he was willing to do something, but when it came time to say, Yeah, I know him and I'm following him, he was out of there. I'm about to take that quote and do something with it. We're again, we're hard on Peter in in that way. Mm-hmm. But how many times as Christians are we like that? We're more apt to throw the book at somebody, judge somebody, badmouth somebody, kill, kill, not physically kill, but mm-hmm. kill their like kill them with discouragement, kill them with with just negativity and bad mouthing and whatever we can do to make them look bad, feel bad, give up on life, whatever, because they're not, we just, they're not doing things the way we ought, we think they ought to be done or whatever. Yeah. But we're very less likely to die daily. Mm-hmm. We'd rather kill, kill daily. We'd rather kill daily. Exactly. Mm. With our Facebook posts and our interaction and our, you know, we'd rather kill daily than we would die daily. We we cut off dozens of ears. Yep. Yep. And then like, and take then, off running. Yep. When it's when when we have to. Uh, when it's time to show commitment, yep, we're we're nowhere to be take found. Take up our cross. This is very true. Very true. Yep. But uh, yeah, so as we mentioned a little bit while ago, but. After this betrayal, which had to happen, that's that's the other thing. We you know we was going in like how could Jesus be friends with Judas and all this stuff, but it had to happen. Well, yeah, somebody, it did have to happen. Somebody but... had to betray him, and so I mean it had to happen. But then we see Judas afterwards with with great sorrow, and he returned the money mm-hmm. he had, but you know it's too late. It's yeah. it, the. the the consequences had already been done. Right. And Yeah, he didn't return it until after Jesus was dead, right? Um, Am I right about that? 
I I don't know, and I don't really don't even know if that's. I mean, if if we're looking at that in actually written in you know in order of time, but I don't know. Is it possible to feel bad for Judas? I guess is what I'm saying. First of all, Satan entered into him, and Jesus knew that that happened. That yeah. did, that little that little incident didn't See, slide wonder, past Jesus without him knowing. This is what I've always wondered. Because we know that he has he has compassion and he is not willing that any should suffer. Was Judas given a chance to repent? Like, like Peter repented. Mm-hmm. Peter went out and wept bitterly and repented. Judas went out and hanged himself. Like, yeah. like did he did he know he had an option? You would you would think so, but. I mean, I don't you would know. think. I mean, this is a very they, unpopular topic. I yeah. know, but I've just I've wondered that before. That I mean, they both spent. I guess what I'm saying is they both spent the same amount of time with Jesus. Yeah, they knew who he was. But they had, knew he was the Son of God, so they knew he had the power to forgive sins. Yeah. they had seen him forgive sins. He knew. They knew him like that. It's not like Peter saw him do this stuff and Judas didn't have a clue no. who he was or what he could do. But had but had Satan entered into Peter at that moment, the story would be different, I think. And that's what I'm saying. It, can, it, can we feel bad for Judas? I mean, he's sitting there. He had a 1 in 12 chance, you might say. And Satan entered into him instead of Peter or Thomas or John. And because of that, he was the one who now ended up hanging in a tree, and yeah. that got that got gory, by the way. Um, so I don't know. I, like I said, that's a very unpopular uh, thought, but in a way, I think what what more or what less could he have done once Satan was allowed to enter into him. There, there was a plan in place. That, you know, God had a plan right. in place. And, and we don't know because also in one of the Gospels, I think it's John's, he says that Judas was doing some bad stuff way before this point. Yeah. He was stealing from the from the money bag. Yeah. So maybe Judas was never a true follower. Maybe it's Ju- possible. Just like today, a lot of people follow Jesus because they're going to get wealth out of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe Judas came maybe along he and said, to "Hey, see I, what he could get yeah, out of it. Hey, I'll carry that money bag if y'all want me to, yeah. just to help y'all guys out." So maybe that's why he was the one. I'm feeling better about not liking Judas now. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why he was the one that was so easy for for Satan to enter into. Is well, his heart was, was in a bad place from the beginning? It was after money, like he did, like mm-hmm. it centered around him getting money. Yeah. But then, too, you go back to the why did he give the money back later? Yeah. Like, was that his was that his repentance? Was when he realized what he had done? Know. But then why did he go hang himself? Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. And then we look at that at, at the Gospels and the times he's mentioned uh, in the Gospels. And as we said earlier, especially John, and we wonder was was he forgiven by the other disciples like did they did they hold a grudge against him 
um, which would be hard not to do. But who knows? Who knows? So I don't know how much time we have. But uh, about in, four minutes. In this Three story, in this whole story, all the all the different characters in play in the story of the Passion of Christ. Which one? You can't say Jesus. That's not fair. Mm. Which character other than Jesus like sticks out to you the most? And I'm like in in this whole the, all of the disciples: Peter, Judas, John, the the thieves on the cross, Pontius Pilate, the like like all from like the minor characters to the major roles. Mm-hmm. Like who who is your who is your person? Like who do you look at as being like the most impactful to you? Um like I know there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. I don't know if this is if I'm looking at it the right way, but I'm just saying it like if if I was casting a movie, I would cast Jesus would be the first he would be the star. Right. And the second uh the num the leading support role, or I guess is that what you'd call it? would probably be who I would cast for Pontius Pilate. I Why? think that would be it. Why is he your character in focus more than... I think because because he served such a major part in this story when it came... When it came time to... He served a major part as why people should... Why guys should listen to their wives. Well... That's a That's, different podcast. No, it's um, in there. She said, "Leave this guy alone. Don't have any part with this." Mm-hmm. And he didn't listen to her. This is true. I yeah, bet I when think, the world went dark, he wished he had. I think he would probably be my second behind Jesus, as far as prominent figures in this story. Ask me. Who do you think? <laughs> and you can't say Jesus because no, it's not fair. No, I'm not going to say Jesus. My my character in this whole story is Barabbas because he literally in that moment like we all know that Jesus took our place but Jesus literally in that moment took Barabbas's place Mm -hmm. and so like he is my like that's my character other than Jesus is this murderer over here who deserved death and Jesus literally hung on his cross yeah and he went free like what clearer picture of jesus taking our place and paying our price so that we could go free like it's literally the whole the whole gospel understanding salvation understanding how jesus took our place like what does that even look like is Mm -hmm. literally barabbas me barabbas this was you like this is what you deserved and then jesus Change everything. Just, I would just like to point out that my character is the one who let yours go. So my <laughs> my character is still highly involved in this story. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't so. involved, but no, I just like there. There's literally, and I, I didn't even think about it really until I was like trying to explain to you what my question was. But there's literally so many moving parts. Yeah. I mean, you have the the high priest and all his cronies. You have the girl who came to Peter and asked him if he was one of them. You mm-hmm. have, like, there's literally so many characters yeah. in this story. Simon the Cyrenian. 
yes the one who carried the cross mm-hmm. yes and you have the the roman soldier who looked up at jesus after he died and said surely this was the son of god you have mary magdalene and mary the mother of jesus and you have like there's literally so many moving parts yeah to this story there's so many people plugged into this story joe if our listeners would like to send an email or a message and let us know you can't say jesus because that's not fair <laughs> but what other character in the story what other moving part in the story like sticks out to you the most yeah all right you got homework so send us those emails <laughs> send us a message and keep jesus center stage in your life